Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 276 of Be With Me, Seven Minutes of Biblical Wonder. And we are on a journey with Jesus toward Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is really the main focus of today's passage. So he is speaking and says this in uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 31. At that very hour, some Pharisees came to him and said, get, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go and tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today, tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. And nevertheless, he, now he's going to start to talk about Jerusalem. I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Another translation says you would not have it. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So I'm titling this this uh, passage, You Wouldn't Have It. You Wouldn't Have It. So we start the story with a little uh, interlude regarding Herod, Herod Antipas. He's the one that uh, uh, beheaded John the Baptist. He rules mostly in the north of Israel. And Jesus is somewhere, not in Jerusalem, but mourning over Jerusalem, but not quite there. And uh, he is warned by Pharisees, the good Pharisees, that's a weird part of the story. Pharisees come to Jesus and say, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. And basically he spends the rest of the passage saying, uh, I've got bigger things to worry about than Herod. I'm going to Jerusalem, which is representative um it's the authoritative, unified voice of Israel, the center of worship, the religious authority, the home of God's presence for more than a thousand years. Uh, the heritage is there. The house of David is there. It's like uh, sometimes you see hear a news flash from Langley or London or something like that. And we know what they're referring to. They're referring to the seat of government, the seat of authority. So here's what we find out about Jerusalem. Uh, cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jer from Jerusalem. Um, the, it's a city worth lamenting over. Jesus laments over it. It's a city that kills the prophet. It stones those who are sent to it. And it's a city of those, they would not have it. They wouldn't have the gathering of God. They wouldn't have the, the hen of the Lord gathering her, her children. And we find at the end of the story that behold, your house is forsaken. But that's not quite the end of the story. The end of the story is there's some sort of this remnant and restoration at the very, very end where Jerusalem comes back. This is from Psalm 118. Jesus quotes Psalm 118 and says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So even though Jerusalem is going to screw up badly, uh, there's going to be uh, a restoration of at least some people in there. All right, so just with regards to Herod, God certainly knows a sly fox when he sees him, and Herod it certainly is that, very shrewd uh, leader. 
And Jesus says, behold, I cast out demons. I'm continuing to perform cures. And then he gives this, almost this prophecy, says, I'm doing it today, tomorrow, and on the third day I finish. In other words, that's the day of his resurrection. That's code for those of us that know the rest of the story. That's the day that Jesus was raised. And Jesus really sets his face again towards uh, Jerusalem. And um, he realized that prophetically, that uh, this is where the prophets are supposed to go to uh, perish. And it's a representative city of the conflict that we all have sort of with God and our rebellion against God. You can't get away from the story thinking about God's concern for Jerusalem representing all of Israel and all of the family of God or all of the potential family of God. Uh, you get this beautiful image as how often I would have gathered your children together like a hen gathers her brood under her wings. So a mother hen uh, gathering her chicks for protection and learning and provision and communication and warning from danger and all the things that a uh, even uh, a hen can do much less uh, the Lord. There's this curse in this passage, and he says, Behold, your house is forsaken. That is the the glory of Israel, the heritage of Israel, the lineage of Israel, the authority of of uh, Jerusalem. Absent Jesus just kind of goes down the, down the toilet. But then there's this hope at the end of this, is blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, that some remnant from Israel from uh, Jerusalem is going to get fixed. And the, the read a few commentaries on this, and they think this is refers to the second coming of Jesus. So we go from this very granular Herod moment, and then we pop up to the 40,000-foot view of uh, what's happening here. We go back a thousand years and recall the history of Israel, then this present day where the the people of Israel say, I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have the presence of the Lord. I'm not going to have this incarnation. I'm not going to do what it takes to yield to the Lord and agree and receive his presence now. I'm not going to recognize the Savior. I'm not going to let this hen of Jesus uh, gather me in and take care of me. And they forsake this. And then the Lord forsakes them. But then then there's this great hint that in the in the future, at least some are going to be saved. So I think the teaching point for us, for me, uh, even though this is a takes in thousands of years of uh, Jewish history, the point is, let's not be those who wouldn't have it. Uh, it says that Jerusalem is used as a, a great example of being a bad example. They would not they wouldn't be gathered. They wouldn't let the Lord take care of them like a hen. And I think it says to us, let's yield. Let's let's find the lordship of God. Let's agree about our sin. Let's receive the grace that he's given us. Let's uh, enjoy the presence that he offers us. Let's recognize him as a savior and let him love us. Let him give the attention that he wants to us and let us receive it. So our house is not forsaken, and that so we don't have to be restored. We can just march right in with the Lord and say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let's not be a people who say, I won't have it.